body of phantoms and monsters. They exist among us, and sometimes they win. Even the devil was an angel once. The world has its own rules, and these rules are not human. Some of us seek answers to the origin and existence of cryptids and the unexplained. Join us as we venture beyond the known and accepted boundaries. Welcome to our nightmare. I think you're going to like it. Hey, folks, good evening, and welcome to another episode. Phantoms of Monsters Personal Reports, where I narrate and discuss some of the cryptid and unexplained sightings and encounters submitted to Phantoms of Monsters and the Phantoms of Monsters 14 research team. So thanks for joining me. Now, the channel is uh, made possible by you clicking the subscribe button and uh, you by, by you sharing the programming. Super chat, super thanks donations are much appreciated. Buy me a coffee link is also available. Uh, and and please like like the uh, like the presentation too. Much appreciate doing that. So uh, if you're in the chat and uh, you have a question, uh, please use all caps. But try to save it towards the end. I'll let you know when I'm done on the last account, so you can put your question up there, and I I you know avoid missing it. So in 2018. The Chicago wing humanoid phenomena spread deeper into the suburbs and the neighboring states. Uh, one region in particular, in and around the um, city of Rockford, which is in north central Illinois, uh, turned out to be a hub for several weird and unexplained sightings and encounters. So uh, this presentation will examine uh, most of those reports. And so next week, then I will detail more curious aspects of this phenomenon, in, including the possibility that other cryptids and humanoids may also be involved with this. So um, I'll try to describe the reports and incidents in detail and attempt to answer all your questions from the chat room when we're done. So this this report was posted on August 18th, 2017. Now, I, I know we're going back into 2017 on this one, but this kind of started uh, a trend of sightings in the Rock, Rockford, Illinois area. Now, the Singer 14 Society, which is Tobias and uh, Emily Whalen, who are part of the FAMS Monsters 14 research team, they were contacted by a witness who claimed to have seen a creature similar to the flying humanoid that's been haunting the area around Lake Michigan. Now, the witness who agreed to attach his first name, Dalton, to the sighting first reported this encounter online two years ago because the sighting took place in 2010. Now, he stated, if I had not experienced it firsthand, <clears throat> I would have probably dismissed it as fiction. Please, I assure you this is 100% the whole story of that particular night. So uh, it began as a typical summer day, approximately five years ago. 
these events take place in northern Illinois near Rockford. My friend Nick and I were cruising around in our 1990 in my 1997 Firebird. As the day progressed, we decided to head towards the country roads and do some drifting. Typical behavior for a 16-year-old with a sports car. Uh, this was something we did quite often, actually. So jump ahead two hours or so, and it's around 11 p.m., and we're on a gravel road. We're in a location that was secluded uh, and with a lot of farmland all over, all over the location. And so there were houses every so often. So now me and Nick are talking while I'm repeatedly slowing down and then applying the gas hard so that we could get my vehicle sideways on this straight patch of road. Now the uh, corn on the sides of this old gravel road were head height as it was, uh, it was towards the end of the growing season. Anyway, I began slowing down for probably the fifth time. <clears throat> Only I could see the corn shaking. And me and Nick both had stopped talking and were watching the corn. Now, I had expected a group of deer to run out or and cross the road, so naturally I slowed down into a slow roll. The corn was now shaking fiercely and quickly headed, headed towards the road. <clears throat> now, at this point, me and Nick, are staring at the corn, waiting for the expected wildlife to pass. Now, I'm not sure how to describe this, but what we saw was frightening. The corn parted about eight feet in front of the car. I, I don't know if you have ever seen a deer jump out of the corn, but it's like a horse hop. This thing was the size of a big buck, but completely black. Mind you, my headlights are focused right at the stretch of road in the corn area, so the whole scene was well illuminated. Now, as I, it proceeded to jump out of the corn, it opened up these huge set of wings and remained airborne. It flew right in front of the car and did this zigzag flight pattern incredibly fast, almost like a flyer bug would do. After the quick zigzags, it shot straight up into the air. I mean, shot like it was placed in a cannon and blasted into the sky. Now, my Firebird was a model that had T-tops, so me and Nick both jerked our heads up, but due to my lights pointing forward, obviously, it being dark out, we couldn't see where the creature went. I floored the car while Nick screaming, go, 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 go. I drive as fast as I can while still maintaining control in the gravel. Now, we drive for a good 15 minutes, completely quiet. The whole time, we were watching around us. I don't know why, but we instantly assumed that this thing was chasing us. Now, mind you, that from this moment, when we started to see the corn move to when this thing left our view, it was only a matter of about 30 seconds. Now, we finally start to calm down and are on a road that was frequent, that, you know, was frequented more. We can see farmers in the fields and tractors. Being that I can see other people, I feel safer. So I decided to pull over on the side of the road and immediately say, what the F was that? But we had no answers. The only thing we came up was, with was that it was the size of a deer, but flew like a bat. We named it accordingly, the deer bat. We say it was the size of a deer, but it was actually humanoid shape. It just ran out of the corn like a deer. 
the deer bat was incredibly black, like it was covered in tar. Now, after we stopped talking, we noticed in the field a couple yards by us is a harvest in progress sign. So again, being dumb teenagers, we decided to steal the sign. I run and grab it and shove it in the back seat and throw hoodies over it. It was a large sign and had a metal pole still attached to it. It didn't meet, hide in the back of the Firebird too well, but we managed and we headed out of the country and made it to neighboring town in New Medford, excuse me, New Milford. We both were thirsty and wanted a snack, so I pulled into a gas station and backed my car into a space that faces the main road. Now, as soon as I shut my car off, this old beat-up rusted Chevy pulls in front of me as if he's blocking us in. His windows are tinted dark. We couldn't see who was in it or what was going on. He remained there for several minutes, just sitting. We didn't get out of the car because this night was already a big nope. And the last thing I wanted was a hillbilly uh, trying to start something. Now, as mysteriously as he pulled up, without warning, he drove off. And we assume this was somebody who had seen us take the sign that he... You know, and he was there getting my plate number. Maybe he was waiting for us to get out of the car to confront us. The only problem was that he entered from our left and exited on the right. He was never behind my car to get the plates. I didn't have a plate on the front of my car. Anyway, though he left, so we went and got our drinks and chips and drove to my house to to go to sleep. Now... I have no idea if the truck was related to any of the other events of that night or not, but it was creepy nonetheless. To me, the only way I can describe the deer bat is to compare it to the creature in the movies Jeepers Creepers. That's exactly what we saw. Obviously, though, that's just a movie. I'm not religious, but this is how I picture a demon. Jump ahead a month or so, and I'm watching a pretty idiotic show called Monster Quest, and they're focusing on the creator uh, called Mothman. Instantly, I'm freaking out again. This thing fits what we saw, except one detail. The witnesses described glowing red eyes that pierced through you. We we didn't see that. The deer bat was completely black, and it was absent white. We never seen the, the deer bat again, and to this day, we tell people about what we saw. They always ask the same question, bro, what drugs were you on? To be clear, I don't do drugs. Now, Tobias was able to interview Dalton about his experience, and uh, his story made largely unchanged from the published report. Now, according to Dalton, the entire sighting lasts between 15 and 20 seconds, and, and neither he or his friend were able to discern any fine details about the creature's appearance. Uh, I, th- I think Ark jumped out of the cornfield but never landed, said Dalt. It zigzagged back and forth like a bat. There, uh, there were no gl- glowing red eyes, he continued. It was just totally black. It was the big thing with big wings. It all happened so fast. He couldn't, we couldn't get details. He was able to recall that the winged being definitely had four appendages in addition to its wings. Although he's not certain if there were two arms and two legs or all four appendages were legs. Now, Dalton noted, too, that the fear he and his friend felt seemed like a natural reaction to the situation rather than any supernatural effect 
created by the creature. Now, this sighting occurred approximately 60 miles northwest of Chicago and about 100 miles west of uh, Lake Michigan. It predates any of the earliest Chicago area sightings reported so far by, by year. Again, this was in 2010, but as this story continues to run, older sightings are beginning to report it, be reported. And as <laughs> and evidence of the next report, it, we this was just the first one coming out of Rockford. And uh, you know, I'm gonna I'm going to describe the Rockford sightings, but then later on. Uh, I not today, not not in this presentation, but in a, a, a later presentation, we're going to talk about another sighting in Rockford that was a little more strange. So, uh, but this is just the, the the earlier sightings. Now, this other report came in to me uh, a little more than a year later in October 2018. I received a very similar report from the same region. Now, just remember what I stated in, in the previous report. I just found out about the flying humanoid sightings around Chicago. In fact, I'm going to get the book and see if there's anything related to what I encountered in the summer of 2010. Now, this took place in northern Illinois, not far from Rockford. A friend and I were just riding around my car. As the day continued, we decided to head out towards the county back roads. We were both 17, and this was the summer before our senior year in high school. Now, we had been riding around for several hours at night, and around 10 p.m., we were on a gravel road I wasn't familiar with. It was a location that had lots of farmland all around and a few houses here and there. Now, we were talking while I'm speeding along the gravel road. There was no drinking or drugs involved. The corn on both sides of the road was high. I looked around. I looked ahead, excuse me, and noticed that the road was about to dip, so I slowed back. As I approached the dip, I could see the corn shaking on the right of me as the headlight hit it. We both stopped talking as we watched the corn. I thought it was probably deer about to sprint out onto the road, so I slowed down to a crawl. The corn was now shaking violently. We're staring at the corn waiting for the deer to jump out. Then all of a sudden, the, the corn literally parts open just to the right of us, this thing steps out. It was the size of a large man and all black. As it walked out of the corn, it was well illuminated by my headlights. It leaped and opened these huge sets of, set of wings and instantly went airborne. It quickly flew right in front of my car and swooped up into the air as it reached the other side of the road. I swear the first thing that came to my mind was the Creepers Jeepers monster, or Jeepers Creepers monster. Well, I, I didn't see any facial features, but the wings were very wide and looked like that of a giant bat. I floored the gas pedal. My friend was yelling to get out of there. I drove as fast as I could, trying to maintain control on the gravel surface. We drove for a good five minutes before saying a word. Now, the whole time we're looking around us, hoping this thing wasn't chasing us. We began to calm down and soon ended up on a road I knew. Now, as I thought about it, that thing looked like it was covered in shiny black tar. It had a weird sheen to it. The fact that it accelerated into, into flight so quickly it had me stumped. My friend and I talked about it through our entire senior year and never had to have, 
never did have a clue as to what it was. We referred to it the flying tar man. Now, we didn't dare tell anyone else at school. I recently told my wife about it, but she's a skeptic and doesn't believe in the supernatural. Anyway, after I heard about the sightings around Chicago, I figured I'd track you down and write about it. I live in Texas currently, and thanks for reading. The guy's name was Kirk, or Kurt. Now, I called Kurt the same day he contacted me to discuss the incident. First, I wanted to... I, I was trying to figure out this guy wasn't copying the sighting from a year previous because it was really close in description. Now, this now this sighting in, in, happened in uh, Winnebago County, north of Rockford, Illinois, on a gravel road off of Route 70. He said he believes it was somewhere near Wempletown. He told me that the height was about six foot and the body was very thin. He estimated that the wingspan was about 15 foot. He also said it definitely had arms and legs. The Jeepers Creepers reference was also used by several witnesses from the Chicago area as well. Now, this is really strange because when I sent this off to, um, when I got it and I, I sent it off, I think I either posted it first or I sent it to Tobias. But then Tobias brought up the, the previous sighting a year pre, you know, before that in Rockford or near Rockford, and I had completely forgotten about it. So, uh, yeah, I mean, was this the same thing? I, I don't know. Very well could have been. I, I'm a, I didn't get a, a, um, an actual date when this happened from Kurt, but, you know, from when we were talking about it later, it did seem it was around the same time period. Now, the first one was in 2010. I, I believe this was either 2010 and 2012. But anyway, it, it's just a very, very interesting set of events. It's almost like it was a doppelganger or maybe there are a bunch of those things flying around that, that people were referred to as looking like something with tar on it. But it's really strange. But, you know, that's not the only sighting we got in that Rockford area. Um. This was received just a little bit later, November 23rd, 2018. And they write, hello, I recently learned of the Chicago humanoid sightings and then about the black wing humanoid sighting near Rockford, Illinois. This was shocking to me because I live in Winnebago County in a city, Loves Park, that borders Rockford and is 60 miles from Chicago. And I have seen a similar black wing being. I was standing on the deck of my backyard late one summer evening. It was August of 2004. Now, this is six years previous to the first sighting we got. So this was, you know, we're talking about a range of these first three sightings of maybe 10 to 12 years. Maybe not, no, not that much, 8 to 10 years. Now, it was August of 2004. I was stargazing, as I often do, when I was startled by a sudden furious barking of the neighbor's dog. As I turned and looked towards the direction of the barking, it was at that moment I saw an all-black seven-foot-in-length man with huge bat-like wings flying across the park that borders along my backyard. It then descended to approximately five to six feet above the ground. It pulled or folded its wings in slightly and then glided along the paved path that runs through the park. Now, I continued gliding through an easement between two houses disappearing from my sight. 
Now, stunned by what I had just seen, I quickly ran in through the back door and out the front, stepping out into the front porch, and that is when I heard a loud screeching sound. The sound was so loud, and it was coming from the thick trees lined across the street from, my, from the park on yet another easement. Now, I quickly stepped back into the house, shut and locked the door, and woke my sleeping husband. I asked him to come listen to what I was hearing. I told him what had happened and what I saw on a way towards the living room window as the tree line could be seen from there. The screeching continued sporadically for about approximately five minutes, and then it went silent. Now, the afternoon of the following day after the incident, as I was walking to the mailbox, the elderly neighbor who resided in the house that the tree line easement borders the backyard yelled across the street, asked me if I had a minute to take a look at something strange in his backyard. What the neighbor showed me was a chain link fence post that had been bent down at a 45 degree angle. It was only and all the ones it was only and all the ones closest to the tree line. He was perplexed as to what could have possibly caused this to happen. I attempted to explain to him what it was I saw and heard the night before. Just as I went into detail that I saw something very large and strange flying, I got a raised eyebrow with a look of, are you crazy? And was told that what I saw was a heron and that no bird could have bent the post like that. So I quickly dropped the subject as I went back into the house. Um, now, as I walked back, another neighbor two houses away yelled, hey, did you hear all those loud, weird noises last night? It woke me up. I thought the rainforest or something moved in overnight, to which I replied, yes, I heard, and I had no clue what it was. Now, I researched for a few months after my encounter and found out quite a bit about Mothman sightings. However, nothing out there matched what I saw that night. So as time went by, it became all but a faded memory over the years until now. Now, EJ was the, um, was the witness. This, now, this is the third account that we received from Winnebago County, Illinois, near Rockford. And the incidents occurred between 2004 and 2010, maybe 2012, but all closely parallel the more recent sightings in the Chicago metro area and southern Wisconsin. So then, just a few days later, in November 2018, I received another report from Rockford, Illinois. This was the fourth sighting in the area within and around the city. This specific incident occurred in the late summer of 2017, so it was closer, you know, it was only a year away from uh, the other, you know, this sighting. Um, around the same time, the Chicago reports were coming forward. Now, the, the eyewitness, KJ, states it was approximately 6 a.m. and that she was on the outside porch. Now, all of a sudden, she observed a human-like being walking in the yard of her house on the corner of Bruce Street and Woodlawn Avenue in Rockford, Illinois, which was about a block away. The being suddenly produced a large set of wings and took flight, gliding over the back gate of the property. It then disappeared into the trees and foliage on the next block. There was enough morning light available for an excellent observation. 
Now, she had trouble comprehending what she had seen and immediately went back into the house to tell her boyfriend and his mother what she had seen. She described the being as tall and dark, almost black. A wingspan was very broad. I was able to briefly talk to the witness about the incident. She was apprehensive of coming forward until she was told about the other reports in the Rockford area by a, you know, by a family member. So she had no knowledge of the Chicago sightings whatsoever. So with that being said, and now these Rockford sightings getting out on my blog and out into the press, we got another sighting report from Rockford. Um, and it was just actually, it was just the next day after I had posted that last report because I received a telephone call from an elderly woman who I'll refer to as SS in Rockford, Illinois, who witnessed a winged humanoid in 1999 along with her husband and a close friend. So now we're talking almost, almost 20 years. Anyway, the incident occurred during the summer in the early evening when there was a full moon. The trio was relaxing on the friend's front porch, which was located on Willard Avenue uh, West near Auburn High School and Cottonwood Airport in Rockford, Illinois. Now, during a conversation, the friend stopped talking and began to stare across the street. SS looked in the same direction. Okay, I just got lost there. <laughs> okay, the witness, okay, the friends, uh, here we go. SS stated, again, that it seemed like a being was in slow motion as it glided through the trees. The friend said, do you see that? The witnesses were close enough to notice that it had small cat-like ears and intense red eyes. There were no other facial features visible. It was quite muscular throughout the body and had two defined legs and had arms that attached to the wings. Now, she stated that the winged humanoid was seven foot in length with a wide wingspan. The wings were like those of a bat with a leather-like membrane, apparently the being perched in the tree, but again took flight. This is when SS's husband took notice. The winged being was gliding toward a pair of large pine trees, and its legs were kicking up and down while it was in flight. The being flew between two pine trees and then suddenly vanished. Now, SS said gargoyle, and her friend acknowledged, yes, a gargoyle. Now, after the incident, SS stated that they seemed to have forgotten the encounter until a year later when she asked her friend if she remembered the sighting. Her friend said she had, but she had also forgotten the incident. So, you know, this is something strange, too. And I don't know if that's ever come up with any other sighting where the witnesses would suddenly forget and recall it later. But anyway, now SS's son told her about the recent reports and suggested that she call me. She was also aware of the wing humanoid sightings in the Chicago area. Now, again... Now, you can go ahead and start putting up your questions, too. This is the last uh, account I'm having tonight. But anyway, this was the second sighting of a winged humanoid in which it suddenly vanished. Now, the other sighting was in Chicago, a few blocks from Wrigley Field. 
this is also the fifth sighting of uh, something in the Rockford area. So um, the local fans monster for the research teams will follow up with this witness, and, and Tobias did. Uh, so do we have any questions? I can't believe we don't have any questions. Okay. Tina Johnson, have they tried to harm any witnesses? Well, there was an account, and I've talked about this. Uh, when all this started back, you know, well, when we started getting the no large number of reports in 2017, we, um, I did start, I did get older reports, like many of these were older reports. But um, according to an individual who was a friend of a friend, Back in 2015, there was this couple who were Navajo in heritage, had moved to Chicago. And they had, one day they were driving around and they had this thing following them. And it, this, this winged being literally attacked the car and eventually got its claws inside the passenger window and it tried to attack the woman. Now, they took off and, and tried to beat this thing to get home so they could beat this thing. They were hoping it wouldn't follow them. But unfortunately, when they did get home, she got out of the car and this thing jumped on her back. It, it swooped down and jumped on her back. And according to the witness who contacted me, he was told about this by this couple's son. And uh, she had a, a fairly large laceration on her back shoulder. I don't know which side it was, but it required stitches. I don't know, you know, I don't know how the doctors interpreted that. I don't even know if they told the doctors, but uh, it's quite interesting. So um, that was probably the only time that I know of or somebody inferred that there was there was actual uh, physical harm to a human. Uh, some people have interpreted maybe some uh, bluffing or charging as being aggressive, but it just hasn't really panned out to where anybody else has been hurt. So Mortal Clown, does anyone feel they're getting messages from Mothman? Well, as, as you know, we had, you know, we had this possibility of um, some type of connection with this being uh, about a year and a half ago. And it was kind of concentrated in, in the cemetery at the airport. Uh, that's still, there's still a lot of questions about that. Because we really haven't, we really haven't gone beyond just the initial contact. But uh, as far as just getting messages, yeah, we have had messages. Uh 
In fact, two of the individuals on the team right now who are still with the team did get messages. But I, I'm just I'm not getting into that at this point. I may get into that as we go further on down the road. Um, and I, I will say this. Now, I'm, I might be jumping the gun, but no, this is going to happen. Uh, Tobias, Manuel, and I are going to be meeting in Chicago in about a month because we're filming an episode for Unsolved Mysteries on Netflix. And it's all about the Chicago Mothman phenomena. And um, maybe we're going to be able to cover some of that as we get into there. But as we go further, you know, I go further with this series. And I do have Tobias and, and Emmanuel coming on the show in about three weeks. We're going to do a Wednesday night show. Uh, we'll talk about that a bit more. So, you know, look for that. That'll be before we start, that'll be before we start uh, filming in Chicago. Tina asked, are any apparent juveniles been seen? <sighs> it's not apparent, but from our understanding through the initial communication that the beings that are being seen are juveniles of their species. Now, there are, there are a lot of different, these winged humanoids, there, there seem to be some differences in a lot of them. Uh, but it has been told to us that these are juveniles of their species. It's almost like a rite of passage thing. They got to come into our, I mean, this is what I'm assuming. They got to come into our earth plane somehow. I, I, I am almost positive they're interdimensional, that they have the ability to move within different dimensions, very linear to our earth plane. And when they do so, they maintain physical form. So, um, you know, I, I, I'm not going to talk a whole lot about that until I get more information. Uh, at this point, we've, we haven't really been having any contact now for almost a year, if not more. And um, I don't know if we will. That's just something we're going to have to hope happens again. So, you know, it's interesting. We're going to Chicago. Maybe something will pop up while we're out there. Uh, aggravated progressive. Do you think it's the same species as the Mothman line? No, I don't. I think it's something different, but I think they originate from some er the same area. But as far as the descriptions and the mannerisms, uh, it's completely different for the most part. Um, these are very emaciated looking humanoids. The other one was the, the Mothman of Point Pleasant was insectoid with moth-like wings that that had very large red eyes, and each report in the Point Pleasant area had the red eyes. That isn't always the case with what's going on in the Chicagoland area. Not all of them have red eyes. And uh, of course, the, the, the wing structure is much different. And the characteristics are somewhat different as well. Do I believe the uh, Mothman in Point Pleasant is an interdimensional being? Oh, absolutely, I think it is. And I do believe it, it may still be around if up to just a couple of years ago, if it's maybe it's still there, but we you know we've had sightings. We've still had sightings ever since 67. Uh, I get a sighting out of the Mason County area every once in a while. And a lot of times it's very near Point Pleasant. So, um, 
of course, you got to be very skeptical when you start getting reports out of Point Pleasant area, people thinking people are being copycats. But I, I think the ones that I have talked about are um, may very well be actual sighting. So, okay, Thomas Carroll. If any Mothman calls flight disruptions at O'Hara, well. Having dealt with O'Hare and the FAA, it may very well have happened, but I have not heard of anything. And I'm quite sure if we file a FOIA request, we're not going to get any get any information from that. Um, I don't know how something like that would fall under T the TSA or Homeland Security. If they're they're if they're able to report things like that, I don't know. I I mean, so far we haven't had any type of accident where something may have got sucked up into an engine, but uh, because I I think if that would have happened, I at least would have heard something. As far as with the witnesses I know at um, at O'Hare who are there a lot, plus Manuel would have heard something as well. So I don't think that has happened. Mortal Clown. Any news from injured Cole recently? No, we haven't heard a thing. I haven't heard a thing. In fact, I, I know when I'm, I get a chance to talk to, um, to uh, Cosmic Ray. Ray um, may have some more in information on that. You know, he's he's coming up with all kinds of stuff. So, um, but I think if he did have heard something or any revelations he'd have told me about it but no i haven't heard a thing and i haven't heard anything from anybody else uh dave mcginnis has dna evidence been recovered from these creatures not that i know of i you know i i really don't know of any physical evidence that's ever been retrieved from these beings other than the only thing i can think of is the Parent stone that was gifted to Manuel at the cemetery. So I, I know as far as something that we know it would have touched. I don't know. I don't know, but no, I don't. I don't think there's been any DNA evidence uh, recovered uh, from those those winged beings or any other winged beings. Tina Johnson. Can you guess at their purpose here? Yeah, I can guess. Uh, I, I think this whole exercise by these beings is like maybe a rite of passage. Um, maybe they've got they've got to come into our Earth plane as some type of um, proof or some type of thing they've got to go through when they reach a certain age, some type of tradition. I think that's what it is. I think it's something like, I don't think they're here to change anything. I, I don't really see any correlation between anything that has happened in the Chicago area as a, you know, during this period of time uh, that would have one question that maybe it's related to the winged beings. 
Uh, I don't know. You know, this is this is just another big. This is a big question. I'm hoping that we can somehow get some type of communication started up again. I don't know if that's going to be possible. Uh, it didn't quite go the way we wanted the last time, and uh, maybe they're going to try again. But we'll see. But I would definitely that would be something I'm at. I'd be asking what they're doing here. <clears throat> Uh, Berziffa, have there been any MIB incidents related to these sightings? <sighs> the only incident, and I'll probably talk about this next week or the week after, where there was a school teacher who had seen one of these winged beings, a, um, a gray-like being, and two other humanoids that looked like female women at a park near her home. And the day or two after that occurred, not long after she had talked to us, someone approached her at the cafeteria at her job at her at school and asked her about what if she reported what she saw or had an encounter with. And it freaked her out. Now, as very that type of that type of activity is very um similar to what people talk about with men in black. Now, could it have been a men in black or something like that? This person wasn't dressed in black. I mean, they were in a, um, what she, I understood what she said was some type of overcoat, but it was light in color. Um, I don't know, but I know it freaked her out. So, but as far as any other sightings with the, the men in black, you know, other than what, John Keel wrote about it in Point Pleasant with these so-called men in black showing up around the town. I, I just have not had those type of reports in the Chicago area. Chair Meow Zedong. Could we ask the lady who was attached, attacked to draw what it looked like close up? I had never talked to her. This was all, this was all secondhand information. So, um, you know, take it with a grain of salt. I, I never really put it up onto the, um, the sightings map. It's just another incidental um, event that happened that may be related to this. Um, but since I didn't really talk to the witness itself, I can't really do much with it at this point. Kate Donnelly. Have witnesses been visited by men in black after their sightings? No, it just has not happened other than what I told you before. Tina Johnson, why the proliferation of sightings in Illinois? Well, I wish we knew. I think it has something to do with with portals. I think um, they're coming in certain portals into this earth plane. And um, why it's at, and I believe it's, it's, at the at the airport at the, the Rest Haven Cemetery, uh, I mean that may change down the road. These things have popped up in a lot of different places, but more recently in the past three or four years, it seems like the activity kind of centers around the airport, and I think that's where it's happening. So, I, I have no idea why they're showing up. I wish I did. Uh, D A Y song, on do you think they are observing us, trying to get our attention? Well, they've got our attention. I don't. I don't know if they're actually observing us. Uh, 
but they're not, you know, they're not shy about showing up and, and being seen. Um, I, I truly think that they want certain people to see them. And the way I reason I say it is in many instances where they show up or a crowd of people, there's only a few people that see it. And I think they have some abilities to distinguish who actually sees them. I know it's kind of a crazy theory, but you know, this whole investigation has been marked with crazy theories and a lot of strange, high strangeness and other weird activity. So, okay, folks. Well, I want to thank each of all you for watching and chatting. Um, you know, it's great to have y'all come in here and talk about this. Uh, again, please like and subscribe and share. Uh, if you have a sighting or encounter report that you'd like to be considered for the personal reports or post to the FAMS Monsters, feel free to forward to my email at lawnstrickerfamsmonsters.com. So uh, until we meet again, stay healthy. Have a safe, enjoyable weekend. Good night.